The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Right corner, three block by Aaron Jordan. Picked up by Georgie Michonis-Villy. Williams to Georgie at the free throw line, drive, down the lane, and slams it in! With three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half and listen to the roar! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good morning, Illini fans. Welcome into Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. We are taking you up to an 11 a.m. tip-off at State Farm Center in Champaign. The Fighting Illini and the Penn State Nittany Lions. Both teams come in with identical 10 and 16 records. A lot going on today. It's Paint the Hall Chief Day. If that sort of thing interests you. It's Flying Illini Reunion Day. I think probably a lot more people will be interested in that, and we hope to maybe catch up with the player or two if they wander out courtside. But for now, we're going to get you ready for this ball game in what hopes to be a get-right game for the Fighting Illini. I'm Tim Dittman filling in for Scott Beatty, who is on location this week with Fighting Illini Baseball. Lauren Tate is alongside. Lauren, you're the marathon man. You've been on since 8 this morning. Are you holding up all right? Oh, I'm holding up by and by the way, your buddy Beatty did a good job last night. Did you hear that? That three-run home run to tie the game, and the yeah. Illini ultimately uh, got the win. That's right. Went in the ninth inning with four runs. That's a, that's a good comeback. And we'll have more Illini baseball on the AM side. News Talk 1400 today after our Illini basketball coverage. But the here and the now, it is Penn State. Again, Illinois at 10 and 16, 6 and 9 in the Big Ten. They are 8 and 4 here at home, and they have won four out of their last five. Penn State is 10 and 16 as well overall. 3 and 12 dead last in the Big Ten. They are 2 and 8 on the road and they have alternated wins and losses over their last five. They got a win over Nebraska 95 to 71 this past Tuesday. Illinois coming off that loss to Wisconsin 64 to 58 in Madison on Monday. Lauren, how do you size this one up? I think for Penn State it starts with Lamar Stevens, does it not? Oh yeah, I mean he's a terrific player because he can get his own, he's 6'8 and he can get his own shot, he does rebound, he does feed, he is a force in the game and he's one of the better players in the. he's the number two scorer in the Big Ten, he's averaging 19.5 a game, he's a good rebounder. The key for them, I think, is Watkins and the, and the ability of uh, the big guy, Mike Watkins, to play up to his 
to his level. He has sat out five games because of that uh, mental problems, that bipolar problem that he had, and uh, he took medication. He's also not started about eight games, so he hasn't. He's only averaging about 21 minutes a game. But it's late in the season now. He's starting to play a little better. He's still averaging roughly seven rebounds a game. He can still. He's still shooting 55 percent. He's a good player who has had a rough year. Now, how is he going to play today? We'll see. But Illinois has had problems on that board sometimes, and, and Watkins can hurt you on the board. You're absolutely right, Lawrence. 7.6 rebounds a game, which is right among the leaders on this Penn State squad. The aforementioned Lamar Stevens averages eight rebounds a game, and he is the team's leading scorer at just a shade under 20 points a game. In fact, he's had 20-plus points in six of his last eight games. And he also uh, really excels at driving to the uh, hoop. That's what Brad Underwood said before this ball game. Really, this Penn State team as a whole likes to crash the board. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on today. Penn State has won the last four in the series. The last win for Illinois came all the way back in 2015, January 31st, 2015, here in Champaign. Illinois leads the all-time series 28-17, and they are 14-7 and here at State Farm Center slash Assembly Hall. The last meeting was last year, and around this time, Penn State defeated Illinois 72-54. That was on February 11th, 2018. LaRon Black had a game-high 18 points. All right, we are off and rolling on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. We'll take a timeout, come back, maybe talk some flying Illini and get you some more news and notes leading up to an 11 a.m. tip between the Illini and the Nittany Lions. Stick with us on Fighting Illini Game Day. Deep pass for battle. Kenny drives the lane, lays it up, and lays it over. Illinois wins. Illinois wins. Illinois wins. Final four, final four, final four, final four, 89 to 86. You can't hear that one enough. Jim Turpin on the call, and I think you were there, Lauren. Flying Illini head to the final four 30 years ago. All right, we are back on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Flying Illini Reunion Day, and we are taking you up to an 11 a.m. tip, Illinois and Penn State. Lauren, I know uh, you and Steve Kelly talked about it for a while on uh, Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk, but maybe for our FM listeners who are just now joining our Illini basketball coverage, 30 years ago, I mean, what stands out to you? You were there for the whole thing. Oh, I think the, the, first of all, the, the, the balance of having five guys that could guard five positions, basically. You could switch all over the place and, and uh, not lose anything. And then the speed in getting down court and the uh, offensive, the dunks, all the dunks and, and you know, the, the debate over how many, was, what was the average dunks per game? I don't know what well, it was. Well, I heard you say it might have been well, seven. Well, that's what somebody told me. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it by any authority, but I was told that. Somebody did a check on it. But in any case, it, it was just fun. I mean, they played fun basketball, and they had, they had Larry Smith coming off the bench. They had uh, Irvin Small coming off the bench. They had Marcus Liberty coming off the bench now. Those are good players. And uh, they didn't. You know, they weren't even starters when when all when everybody was healthy. Chance for these young guys to interact with the legends today, maybe well, instill a little confidence. I, I don't. You know about confidence. I don't know about that, but I think it inspires you. I I, I think that uh, they know that they're being watched by guys that are, you know, that maybe by the greatest group of all time. I don't. 
I don't know how you compare them to 2005. I mean, we can debate that. Two different eras, really. Yeah. Two different styles yeah. of right. play, and, and yeah. the games were different. I mean, the yeah. game of basketball was different in 89 versus 05. Yeah. And, and 2005 team, you know, it, <laughs> the game, they had to come from 15 points down with four minutes to go. That's an unbelievable comeback. Only great teams do that. Only great teams make those kind of comebacks. Both teams are out on the court, by the way, getting some shots in. The Illini will be in the orange. They don't have their tops on, but I got a feeling it's probably going to be the throw black flying Illini. I can't imagine they'd wear anything different. Penn State will be in the gray jerseys. Illinois 10 and 16, Penn State 10 and 16. As we told you, the Illini coming off that Monday night loss at Wisconsin, 64 to 58. Io DeSumo with a team high, 13 points. That one, Lauren, you watched it just like I did. There for the taking, but some missed shots, some defensive miscues, and when you play Wisconsin, they really grind you down and, and get you to play their style of basketball. They absolutely do, and Davidson is a much better – the thing I find about Wisconsin is they can control the ball for much of the shot clock and still get a good shot and still score. Most teams, I think, have a difficulty when you run the clock down on yourself – to then score, but I, but Wisconsin, that's normal for them. They you know that they don't treat that as anything special. Illinois uh, held Ethan Happ to six points in that game. Both meetings this year with Wisconsin, the big man only had single digits, which is a rarity for him. All right, getting back to Penn State briefly for a moment. 10-16 and 16 record, but as we've said many, many times, any team in the Big Ten this year is going to be tough. They got to win over Michigan earlier this season. They did lose to Bradley early on in the regular season, but 11 of their losses have been by single digits. And, you know, it's a team, Lauren, that I'll just be brutally honest, doesn't impress me a ton, but I don't think Brad Underwood cares about that. Every team in the Big Ten is going to be tough. Well, it, Stevens is as good. Stevens is as good as any player on the court today. He's a veteran. He's a junior. He's he's a, he's the number two scorer in the league. He does a lot of good things. Now Watkins is it can be a real solid at center, and they've got the freshman. They got a couple of freshmen. Rasir Bolton has been in double figures the last seven games, and is a good scorer. But you can the, the key is not let him get open shots because you can do that perhaps. And it's just that it's going to take another really good defensive performance by Illinois and then forcing some turnovers. And I think they can do that against this team. Patrick Chambers is the head coach for the Penn State Nittany Lions. He's in his eighth year, 123 and 138 overall record. Last year he went 23 and 16 and won the NIT. They went to the CBI in 2014, and those have been the only two postseason appearances for Penn State under Coach Chambers. One other note, we talk about Illinois has played a very, very tough schedule. Uh, it's fluctuated as far as the number put out by Kim Palm as, as far as uh, uh, worst uh, schedule or most difficult schedule. Uh, according to Penn State's game notes, they've played a difficult schedule as well. Strength of schedule ranked second toughest in the nation, according to Ken Palm. And CBS Sports has it at number three overall in the non-conference at number 18. So 
just something to chew on, if you will. Both teams have played a difficult schedule this year, and again, they both come in with identical 10 and 16 records. All right, we will take another timeout, come back with our keys to the game. We'll also have the coach's corner a little bit later. Brian Barnhart talks it over with Orlando Antigua. And we'll also get you all the details if you're coming out to the game and want to meet the Flying Illini. They're going to be signing some autographs after the game. We'll get you all the details on that. This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show and Fighting Illini game day. They've continued to get better. And this is a good basketball team. Maybe Virginia Tech early in the year. Um, they've got a lot of single-digit losses. And, and um, you know, now they've got their head up. And, um, and we've been able to do the same thing. So there's similarities there. I think that uh, we both play really, really hard. And, um, you know, that that's, means it's going to be a good old-fashioned rock fight. That's Brad Underwood yesterday talking about the similarities between the Fighting Illini and Penn State. We are at State Farm Center courtside on Fighting Illini game day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Tim Dittman, Lauren Tate with you. Ed Bond and Evan Kahn are helping us out behind the scenes. 11 a.m. tip between the Fighting Illini and the Penn State Nittany Lions on Flying Illini Reunion Day. The Illini at last check were a three-point favorite in this game. All right, so if you are coming out, we'll do this before we get to our keys to the game, but if you're coming out to the ball game and want to know all the particulars about the Flying Illini and how you can interact with them, number one, they will be recognized at halftime, so you will want to stay in your seats for that. Uh, that's going to be on the court at halftime, and then... Once the final buzzer has sounded, this is coming from the athletic department, fans can begin lining up for autographs. The line will form in the lower concourse behind section 115 and wrap through the main west lobby, then upstairs to the upper concourses. The flying Illini will be on the court, and autographs will begin shortly after the game is concluded, and they'll go to around 2.30, and each fan will be limited to one signed item per player. Some of the folks who are advertised to be here, again, the card is subject to change. Nick Anderson, Kenny Battle, Kendall Gill, Lowell Hamilton, Stephen Bardo, Marcus Liberty, Larry Smith, Urban Small, and P.J. Bowman. We do know Stephen Bardo is in the house. He is out here. He's going to be calling the game for Big Ten Network, and the other guys will be filtering in as the day goes along. Lou Henson is also going to be here. He's expected to be on the court at halftime as well. Don't know how much interaction he's going to have with the fans, obviously, due to this health, but we do know that Lou is expected to be here. And also, the first 1,500 fans through the door today will get a flying Illini poster. All right, let's get to our keys to the game. These are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested and also by Loman Ray Insurance. Penn State coming into this week ranked 315th in the nation in three-point shooting, but they did shoot very well from long range against Nebraska, 11 of 22. So that's something to keep an eye on from my vantage point. Lauren, your keys or key to the game? Look, offensively, the key to the game is to go is to work through the post because I think that, uh, first of all, Georgie should have his way down there. Let's force them to double team. If, if they double team, then somebody should be open. Then you got to make shots. Uh, I, I think defensively, you, you just simply have to you have to have an extra man ready for Stevens whenever he gets the ball. He's going to try to score. He's going to go to the hoop. He's, he can he can get his own shot. He's tall enough to shoot over you, and he's uh, he's good, adept enough with the dribble to get into the basket. So that's the key is is stopping Stevens. 
Keys to the Game brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne and by Loman Ray Insurance. Lauren, always a pleasure. All right. And we'll read your stuff tomorrow in the News Gazette, will we not? I hope so. Any preview <laughs> of what you'll be writing about? Well, no. Okay. You're <laughs> keeping it a secret. <laughs> well, let's wait till the game's over. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, on the other side of this timeout, we will have the Coach's Corner. That's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, Brian Barnhart, and Orlando Antigua. This is Fighting Illini Game Day. It's a Coach's Corner here early this morning as we bring you Illini basketball against Penn State. Assistant Coach Orlando Antigua with back-to-back -back scouts here. And they're going to have another one against Penn State in a couple of weeks. But, uh, boy, early start, but we're kind of used to this. We are. We are. We're actually... Uh... Uh, finishing up our practices, our practice time right around the, the start of this game. So um, our guys are used to it. They're used to the seven o'clock uh, pregame uh, meal. Uh, we're usually starting practice around that time now, and so uh, I think it's an advantage for us as we've been doing it all year. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but in games in Maui, we had to play early. Yeah. Uh, you get into a Big Ten tournament or other, another tournament, you're going to play early. Yeah, 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 and uh, you know, just it just wind up working out th that way this year with our academic schedule, and and uh, I think it's been great. It's allowed us um, to get in, uh, put a lot of work in, and also gives us the, the afternoon to uh, to go recruiting and do all the things. Tell you what, I'll uh, I'll take my chances at Wisconsin tied with a minute to go or so. Uh, you think about it. I mean, it was really a case of they made a couple of plays and and we had a chance at a couple, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you want. You want to put your team in a position to um, to try to close out a game, and and uh, you know it's tough to win on the road uh, in this conference. You got so many good coaches and quality players, and um, for us to be in that position up there. Uh, you know, I think uh, a rebound away from being able to come out of there with the, with, with the win uh, says how much we've grown and says it's a credit to, our, to the kids and how much they continue to battle. I've uh, heard from a lot of other coaches who have already played Penn State. I know you've seen it all year and on tape, examining close. This is a really good team we're playing today. This is. This is a team that has, uh, you know, 10 of their 15 players are underclassmen. And that sounds familiar. Very familiar. <laughs> and um, have had. A lot of struggles early on, but they have been in single possession games. Nine out of the 12 losses in conference have been by you know single digit, so three, four possessions. And uh, as hard as they play, um, as hard as they attack the glass, that's allowed them uh, to be in games. And, and they've got you know some some really talented players. And it's uh, we we keep joking saying it's going to be a rock fight, but it may be the first team to 12 wins. <laughs> well, we had a game like that a few years ago, 38-33. So let's stay away from that. But uh, yeah, still. yeah, as long as we come out on the on top of that, I don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah, we uh, a couple of teams I think recently we've seen they'll kind of peel back on the glass, but this team goes at the glass, right, Penn State? They do, they do. Sometimes they send three, four, and then even at times when they when they go with that small lineup, uh, you you can see them sending five guys to the glass. So we're, we're going to have to do a, a great job of being disciplined as the shot goes up. Um, to make sure that we're drawing first blood and, and, and attacking bodies and hitting bodies and not let them get any kind of momentum going to the basket. And also recognizing where the shots are coming from because if they take long threes and they're going to be a lot of long rebounds, so um, we've, we've got to make sure that we, our guards are rebounding those elbows. Did I see that stat right, that Reeves has 66 steals? Wow. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's a fast twitch. Um, great at anticipating, and he, and he shoots the gaps. So one of the thing, one of the keys that we've been telling our guys about is that is making things, understanding that he is going to try to gamble and he's going to try to shoot some gaps to get some steals, so that he can get in transition. So we, we've got to do a good job of uh, of stepping across his body and keeping our body between him and the ball. We'll come back with Orlando Antigua on the coach's corner after this timeout. 
Illinois and Penn State here this morning. 11 o'clock tip-off here at the State Farm Center is the first of two meetings with Penn State in the next couple of weeks. All right, Lamar Stevens probably... He, you guys know about him. I know with the Penn State's record, maybe he hasn't gotten all the attention, but he's having big numbers. Well, B, he's uh, he's certainly a, a guy that sh uh, deserves the recognition. Um, he should be getting more recognition because he is a matchup problem at 6'8", 230, 235. Uh, can handle it, can shoot it. Does an unbelievable job of getting second and third opportunities and getting to the free throw line. And, and for a guy that's, you know, the last five games almost averaging uh, a double-double, you know, 20 points and, and about nine, nine and a half rebounds a game. Um, he's certainly someone that's at the top of the scouting report, and, and we've got to do a, a great job of making his touches difficult. We're not going to be able to stop him. Um, he's that talented, but we have to make things difficult for him uh, and, and not let him get to his sweet spots on, on the court. Seems like Watkins has been around a long time already, but uh, he's a double-double guy. He's, he, he's, ta he's talented. Um, you know he's coming off the bench for them now. Right now, I think he's been dealing with some uh, some illness or whatever. But he's a guy that obviously was uh, last year uh, an enormous presence for them in the paint. Um, he's doing the same thing this year, and and it's gotten a lot more polished offensively, being able to turn over both shoulders and on, on, on the blocks. Yep. Who else to keep an eye on? Bolton would be another one. Uh, Bolton is a guy that that. Uh, that really scares us because he, he can get it going. Um, he's been playing extremely well the last five games as well, shooting at a high rate from three, over 40% from three. Um, he's got range. He's, he's, he's crafty. He's shifty um, with his ball handling. Uh, can get to the free throw line and shooting the ball. Uh, he and he and Stevens are the best, they're, they're better uh, free throw shooters, so they're getting to the free throw line a lot. So we've got to contain them, and we got to make sure that we don't let Reeves get out in the passing lanes. We we, we we don't let Wheeler get any second and third opportunities or cause any fouls uh, on the glass, and and uh, do a great job of the, the guy. Another guy that comes that's starting now, but was coming off the bench is is John Harhar or John Harer, um, who just with his energy and his physicality really impacts the game. So we've got to do a good job on him as well. Uh, defensively, Coach Chambers, what do they like to do? They're uh, they're they're going to they're going to pressure you some. They're going to do a three three quarter one two two to see how you handle that, and they're they're going to get into you. Um, they're going to rotate and, and be physical, and um, we have to do a great job of, of of taking care of the ball, sharing the ball. Uh, try not to get silly turnovers because they're going to smack at the ball. They're going to be there. They're going to dig in at the at the ball in the post. Uh, when you rotate, when you penetrate, they're going to be whacking away at it. So we've got to we've got to secure the basketball and, and take care of it. I know you're a fan of college basketball. Thirty years ago, the Flying Illini uh, dominated the headlines. What do you remember about watching that team, and what do, what do you make of all of that? I, I remember that. Um, Watching those games and then everyone trying to go to the park and become, you know, Marcus Liberty and, and Nick Anderson and uh, and Kenny Battle and, and you know just because they were, you know, they weren't six nine, six ten, six eleven. They were all six six, six seven, six eight, flying, jumping around and played. Uh, Coach Coach Henson had him playing and an unbelievable. Uh, uh, pace and play, and, and it was really exciting, and they captured the country's imagination. And now to be here to. Uh, uh, to be part of their 30th anniversary celebration is, is, is great. Yeah, it was interesting because Lou Henson was obviously a great defensive coach, mm -hmm. but this was a team that could score in the hundreds. They did multiple times. So you combine the great defense with the ability to score, that's, yeah. how, they, that's how they won all those games. Well, they, they, they obviously uh, were able to um, get a lot of offense from their defense because of the way they flew around and the, the way they can match up with different teams and their athleticism and their length uh, allowed them to get in passing lanes and it turned to offense and they were fun fun to watch yeah.
All right. Hey, we'll let you go. Thank you, Orlando. Oh, thank you. Thank you, B. That is uh, Orlando Antigua, assistant coach for the Illini with the Coach's Corner. Thank you, Brian. That is the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. That's going to do it for the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Quick look at the scoreboard for today. Full slate of Big Ten games. Purdue at Nebraska and Ohio State visits Maryland. Both those games start at 1 o'clock. Then tonight, the Badgers of Wisconsin travel to Northwestern. That one's at 7.30. But coming up at 11, we have Illinois and Penn State. We'll send it back over to Brian and Dion Thomas for the pregame and the tip. You're listening to News Talk 1400, WBWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana News Gazette Media Stations. Back to the State Farm Center.